Hello, you're listening to No Such Word as Can with me, Hazel McBride. I was always told growing up that there was no such word as can't, and I genuinely believe that that mentality instilled a belief in me that anything was possible if I just set my mind to it. As someone who started off with a seemingly impossible dream and somehow made it my reality, I want to help more people achieve their goals by giving them actionable advice, as well as sharing stories from others who have done the same. Gwen Verstig has been a friend of mine for many years now, but more than that, she has also been an invaluable colleague as we work together on the ORCA team at Marineland on Teep. She's not only worked with Killer Whales for many years, but she's also won several accolades in the field, including Best First Time Presenter at the IMATA Conference in 2019. But more recently, she's made a huge life change in pursuit of some of her other passions and has set up her own yoga school. She is a true force to be reckoned with, and I cannot wait to share her wisdom with all of you. So um, welcome, Gwen. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. So I think the first thing my listeners will probably hear from your accent, uh, where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from France, obviously. I think you can really hear it. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, Gwen's English literally even puts mine to shame. It's so good. Um, But you're not originally from the south of France, are you? No, 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 no. I was born in the cold part of France. I was born in a small town. I mean, it's a pretty well-known town because we have the Champagne over there uh, and it's around an hour drive from Paris. Okay, yeah, I think most of my listeners will know, at least have some sort of idea of where Paris is. So you've given a good a good mental image of of where you're from. So how did someone from an hour outside of Paris in the cold north of France, because yes, the north of France does get cold. um, How did you end up with this dream to become, how how did you get from there to to being a trainer? What, What was, how did that come about? I I have I have no idea. I have no idea how that happened. I was always I always felt so close to dolphins and it was always like my heart would stop every time I would see dolphin and I would always at least once a year go to the asteroid parks and be able to see them in the pool over there and it was just it was my moment for the year it was really something that it was not just seeing dolphins it was bringing something inside me and I was like oh my god that's what I want to do but I never felt like it was something possible to do I I had no idea how to go into the field and things like that. And I, I've never been pushed towards that goal either. Mm-hmm. So I just went for the easy goal that was just to become a vet because I was always super close to animals. I always had a very good relationship with animals. I could literally go in the street and approach cats or dogs that nobody could approach. And it would and take still me only do. a few days to be able to approach them. Yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> it was always something, yeah. So I was like, well, you know, you love animals. You want to take care of them easy way is to be a vet. And a vet is like easy path to follow because, you know, which study you need to do to to go to, which school you need to follow. So that was it. And I think as well, you know, when you do come from areas that potentially aren't, you know, right next to marine parks or even zoos, you do kind of just go, oh, I I like animals. I want to work with them. Well, what careers do I know of where that's possible? Oh, I'll be a vet. Um, And I remember you saying something really interesting uh, to me about the reason 
the moment that you realized you didn't want to become a vet? Well, yeah, yes. It's it's not like I realized I didn't want to. It's when I realized I made the, I mean, life and I <laughs> together made the right decision. So yes. in France, it's really hard to be a vet. You can try to enter the school twice in your life. And if you fail twice, that's it. So I did try. I'm like, I moved everything I could move to try the two times and it didn't work out. So I was like, what am I going to do in my life? And it was the funny part was like, well, I'm going to study uh, animal behavior and I'm going to teach animal behavior in the vet school. I was like, if I cannot go as a student, I might just go as a teacher. So I was like, yeah. here you go. I'm going to do that. So I looked at whatever I needed to do, the things like everything that I did to bring me to the school didn't bring me any diploma. I had literally nothing, not even a license. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to finish, get a degree, and then I can do a master, blah, 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 end up into the school. And um, I had several choice. I wanted to, well, yes and no. I, I did <laughs> met, <laughs> that's, it's something that comes back to my mind now. Yeah. I did met somebody the first time I went to Marinon. I met uh, the boyfriend of a very good friend of us, Mir. Yes. <laughs> I did the dolphin encounter with him. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, what did you do to become a trainer? And he said, I studied oceanography. Um, that's it. I did like a degree in oceanography. So once I failed at the vet school, I was like, what? I'm going to study on oceanography. It's not like in my mind I was going to go for trainer, but I was like, I need to finish a degree. I'm just going to do oceanography. And then on the master, I'm going to do animal behavior. That's yeah, and it. I think I think that's also an important part for a lot of people because there's no, and this your story is a very good example of this, that there is no one way to achieve a dream, the same dream. Like the way I became a killer real trainer is very different to the way that you did, and very yeah, exactly very different to other trainers that were on the team. But we all ended up there eventually. Yeah, exactly. And I literally took one sentence of a guy that I didn't know at that time. <laughs> and I was like, I put my, my faith into that sentence, like, well, that's what I'm going to do. So I went there and I chose the place, obviously I needed to choose for a uh, university and I chose a university that was the closest to Marinon because it was like, well, if I can do an internship, at least I can spend like two months with dolphins. I'm going to achieve my dreams, see dolphins. Maybe I'm going to have the chance to swim with them once in my life. And then I keep on going. That, that was literally it. So I went there, did my study, got my internship. I actually even got two internship in two different places with dolphins, which was like amazing for me. And so you um, did one, let me just clarify that you did one internship at Marineland and one internship elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. Because Marineland required to do a longer time internship. So I yeah. started on my vacation on a smaller internship. I went twice to Planet Sauvage that is now closed. For that Planet, Planet Sauvage. For that any, yeah, Planet yeah. Sauvage for anyone. Oh, no, they're, know. sorry. They're not closed yet. Oh, well, okay. Well, <laughs> well Planet Sauvage, um, there were how many marine parks with dolphins like at that time three correct marine land planet sauvage three. and park astelix exactly and i started yeah. just close to pool like a year ago or something mm -hmm. yeah so at the time that you were interning those were really the only three places available to you with dolphins yeah exactly exactly and and uh and i tried and uh like i got it i was like oh my god it's like insane out of the three i got two so yeah um I went to Planet Sauvage first. I did two times two weeks. And then my whole summer was Marlon. 
And uh, I really went there with no high expectation. I was like, well, I'm going to probably touch it off in, or I'd probably see how they interact with them. Maybe if I get lucky, I get in the water with them. And that's about it. Because it was like, it was just something I couldn't imagine. It was just like, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't imagine that uh, I could do that or whatever. And then when, when I spent a few weeks already there, suddenly it was like, people were like, you're good at it. You have something with animals. We want to try more with you. And I just literally spent all my time only with killer whales and dolphins during the first <laughs> like two or three months of internship. And it was like, oh my God. And they were like, yeah, you're good. We want to put you in the water and you can do the session and everything. And it was like, and it felt so natural. Yeah. I was just this amazed is... because it felt so natural. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously I know you and I know you well, and that does not surprise me in the slightest <laughs> that you were given so many opportunities um, because you absolutely 100% are a natural trainer and with the animals as well. But for everyone listening, you know, you don't necessarily need to have natural talent, but what you do need to do is be a hard worker. Uh, and no one works harder than Gwen. No one works harder than Gwen, ever. It's insane. It's almost annoying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what, at what point in your internship did you say to yourself, you know what, I don't actually want to become a vet. I want to do this instead. Um, it, it was not during that internship. I actually finished my internship. I, like I spent a lot of time in the water with the dolphins. It was really nice. I spent quite a few uh, hours around the whale pool, like uh, observing them and everything. And I really enjoyed it. And that was it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish my study. Um, I'm going for the, like I finished my degree and I was going for the master degree. And uh, a lot of things occurred. Like I lost, um, I was supposed to get money from the government and I didn't get it. So I was like, I had actually no way to pay for my study. Mm -hmm. um, and when I went back there and I had a friend that did an internship as well at Marinon, we were working together. We actually ended up having a contract. It was like, they stopped my internship to give me a contract. That was just for me, it was like, wow, oh my God, <laughs> what just happened? But I was just taking it in, you know, I was like yeah. not planning anything. So we went back to university and literally the first day we sat there and we looked at each other and we're like, what are we doing here? Sitting inside and we could be with dolphins and sea lions. I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm like, nope not doing it and I mean the money problem was helping because it was like yeah. I would rather like do an internship and get a job than um I mean lose time and money studying for something that I don't feel good here so yeah. I literally just emailed um, the person in charge of the uh, internship that time and it was like hey I want to come back I'm like I'm not done with that I, I want to come back when can I come back she was like yeah you can back in November because you did all the fun part, like the dolphin and the kilo whale, you have to do the penguins and everything, everything that nobody <laughs> wants to do, like penguins, sea lions. And I was like, yeah, I'm up for it. No problem. As long as I'm seeing animals, it's no problem. It's like, okay. I, I love, I love I the, the, the wording there was like, you got to do the fun part of the dolphins and the killer whales. Like working with sea lions and penguins is not fun. Well, I'm, I'm genuinely freaking out with sea lions and yeah you know that I'm like scared as hell from them so <laughs> I'm not sure that was the fun part for me I mean that that phrase alone is going to be so strange to a lot of people like someone who works with killer whales being afraid of sea lions but Gwen I have the same thing like I would be so much more nervous with a sea lion than with a killer whale oh yeah definitely I'm mm -hmm. like they can literally run after yes you. Like, yes. oh my God, and they bite you. Like, yeah, crazy. I know. But I, I mean, I mean, 
no hard feelings. Uh, there is a lot of sea lion trainers and I know how amazing those animals can mm-hmm. be. And it's like, it, it goes down to um, how it is with each animal. It's like, it's relationship. You have to know yeah. them and you have to learn about their behavior and everything. And because I didn't know them, I really had like no clue in behaviors in sea lions. I always got super scared of them. But anyway, but it's also, I was it's like, also okay. really good. Like if you're working before you work with killer whales, if you do have some experience with sea lions, it also teaches you a lot because obviously the safety protocols and stuff with killer whales are there for a reason. But working with sea lions, it teaches you, you know, how to be aware of where you are and where your animal is and safety distance. And having that experience would only be a benefit to then going on to work with killer whales in the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any experience is always, I mean, it could be working with difficult dogs or stuff like this. It doesn't even have mm-hmm. to be a marine mammal. It's yep. any experience with animals when you learn how to uh, watch the behavior and get to know the animals and what they prefer and everything. A- anything is valuable. Absolutely. So you went back to do this second internship and then... I went back, yeah. And what happened actually is like a week before my internship start, I got contacted again by the uh, responsible. And she's like, well, you've been requested around the whale pool. So you're going to spend a good part of your internship around the whale pool. And I was like, oh my God. Like I literally have goosebumps again, just <laughs> thinking about that moment. It was just insane. I was like, oh my God. And I was literally allowed to be in wetsuit around the whale pool, just being an intern. That was, it was just an incredible uh, opportunity and I really got to, to I, by the time I did my first internship I was not into dolphins anymore I was really a lot into uh, killer whales just yeah. because I could see how much the trainer were interacting like how much was going on mm-hmm. in their brain in their eyes and everything mm-hmm. which it was brand new for me because the the first and only time I visited Marinan, I have no memories of killer whales whatsoever. And they were still doing water work. I have no memories. The only thing I remember is dolphins, 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 dolphins. I was so into it. And literally I switched and I was like, wow, no, killer whale. There is something going on there. That's where I want to be. So when you finally, you know, started working around the pool um, in your internship, how, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like you were a little bit out of your depth? Did you feel overwhelmed or was it just like, this is what I meant to do. Here I am. Now you need to give me a full-time position. I I felt so much in my place. I was like, that's where I was meant to be. I was like, I felt home. It was like home (laughs) the pool. I was like, oh my God. And the team was really nice. Like I really felt like it was in my place and it was Mm -hmm. meant for me. It was really, yeah, that's home. So when did you, how long was it between you doing the internship and getting the job? It took me around two years to get my, my uh, long-term job, mm-hmm. I think. But I did a lot of uh, small contracts. I kind of, I, I stopped once between the two internships. I stopped once, two months, and then another time, like a month or something. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was just doing small contract to replace people. Like, I don't know, they broke their wrist or they get pregnant or something. And then, yeah. So you, cov- my, you covered, you covered, like yeah. So you covered yeah. kind of a lot of um, seasonal or, you know, maternity contracts until for, yeah. like you said, for like two whole years until you eventually got your own 
permanent contract. So that yeah, was like exactly. two years of you being around the Whirlpool before you even started. And um, yeah, it was on and off. I did a bit of dolphin. I, I was helping where they did help. So I, I remember doing like a month or two with the dolphins or a month or two with the sea lions as well. But it was a good, uh, yeah, it was at least a good year learning about the animals, how you interact with them and everything. Yeah. It was valuable. I love that you said that when you were around the whale pool, you felt like you were home um, because like I obviously like I've I've watched you work <laughs> I've worked with you you know I, I've seen you there um and honestly that's exactly what it felt like to watch you with the whales um when I started with whales obviously I, for those of you listening I started at Laurel Park uh worked there for two years before I then went to Marineland where I met Gwen um and I definitely even though I felt like it was what I was meant to do and I'd finally you know arrived uh, I was so overwhelmed when I started working with whales and I was just like, oh my God, like I need to prove myself. And I was very like, <laughs> the first year I worked with killer whales, I was a nightmare. I was so stressed out <laughs> like all the time. Um, did you ever feel anything like that or did you just take it all in your stride? Yeah, of course. No, I did. I felt super stressed. Like I remember uh, the head of the pool telling me, are you ever smiling? Are you like even happy to be here? Because, and it was not, it was not, I was unhappy. It was just, I was so stressed and focused mm -hmm. and wanted to do it right and good. And like the way they wanted it and everything. Mm -hmm. I was so, so focused that I was like forgetting to smile, but I have, <laughs> I mean, you can see it. I, I had the smile when I was with the waves and everything. I have a few because oh, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that smile. It's insane. But I mm -hmm. felt overwhelmed and stressed and there is so much to learn in the beginning and you want to mm. prove yourself and you want to, I mean, you don't want to do it bad for the animals and everything. And, uh, and everybody around the pool, they had like a very strong character as well. They were all very impressive. So you yeah. also feel like intimidated, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, like I am, definitely. I'm actually really glad that when I came to Marineland, I got to come when it was the team that was there. I think if I had started on the team that you started on, I would have been crapping my pants. I would have been like, oh my God, yeah, these, it was... these are killer real training legends that I now yeah. work with and have to impress. But I have to say, like I heard so many bad things about that team and uh, we laughed so much. It was like, <laughs> we had so many funny days and everything. It was taking over the whole stress and the yeah. whole pressure and everything. I mean, it's, you're also not kidding. You're working with giveaways. You, you yeah. have to be serious and you have to, it, it's it always, always seemed fair for me. It was yeah. not a big deal. And also that was what it was like working with you as well. You know, you knew when to, when we could relax and, and have a joke and when things were serious and it was like, okay, we, you either, you have a show to do or a training session to do, or you need to focus uh, and there were times where you would just like dump a bucket, a bucket of ice water on my head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> you, you have, you, you have to, to, to know when to laugh. And yeah. it's, it's always good to have a good ambience, but mm -hmm. there is moment where you have to be serious and you have to understand that. But I do think like, it's the same for the animals. Then they knew it. They knew mm -hmm. when we were like goofing around and running around and not doing anything serious and they could join or not. It was their mm -hmm. choice. Uh, but they also knew when it was serious, when it was like, well, that's the show. We need to do something, even though sometimes they were not. Uh, it was still their choice, but they, they kind of knew when we were goofing around and when it was yeah. serious. They, they oh, would yeah. feel it. 
as well. And it's, it's, you need a balance everywhere. And I, it was a good balance. Yeah. And it's one thing that I would say for sure, the whales, the four whales at Marineland, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, Inuk, Wiki, Moana and Keio, when I work there, uh, are very attuned to the trainer team very attuned like they read our body language they're they're very adept at understanding just like what you said when when it was time to really concentrate and when it was time to just have fun um for those of you listening i've spoken at length <laughs> probably too much <laughs> about wiki because you know i'm obsessed um but there was another whale. you also worked with wiki you worked with with all four uh, of the whales yeah, over your I did. over your time that you worked there um what were some of the what were some of your favorite things of each of them or what did you prefer um that is a that is a tough one uh obviously I have a special place in my heart for Freya she was the one that taught me everything and it was such a privilege for me to be able to interact with her as a newbie when newbies were not allowed to interact with her and somehow I got my spot over there and uh, and I was able to to show a different part of her that people they haven't seen in a while. So that was really nice that I could bring a bit of novelty to her. And um, mm-hmm. that, that was that was something she taught me th- so much because she was a hard one. She was like, "I'm the chief. I'm mm-hmm. the matriarch, and you're done. You're messing up with me." You really had to go with her. It was not like, "Okay, I can be the boss of you, and that's it." She was like, "No, no, no, no." Uh, I'm the one deciding um, you had to be firm sometime with her, but you have to, you had to listen. Um, Can I just interject something as well? Cause a lot of our listeners probably won't understand what a big deal it was for you to be a new trainer being put on Freya's team. Yeah, it was. I mean, I still remember the day that I walked in the office and I looked at the list and my name was there and I, I remember my name was there, even though I didn't have my um, fixed contract yet. Oh and my God, like, seriously? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was insane. I just, I, I came back because I came back early because some people were, uh, there was an accident in the team, like outside of work, obviously, and two trainers were off. So mm-hmm. I had to come back early and I literally, my first day walking and I'm on Freya's team and I'm like, wow. oh my God, that was insane. I was like, oh, what? And so much yeah. pressure at the same time. I was, it, it was really, it was just, she was just a great way. And she was, she was special and she was, she was teaching you life kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it was, yeah. I mean, when I look at, I think I didn't realize that at that time, like everything was so overwhelming. I, I was just, yeah. I was living it, you know, I was not overthinking it. But now that I look back at it, it was just, it was such an incredible opportunity. And I know from some trainer who walked with her for years and years, like I'm speaking 10, 20 years. Yeah. They, they told me like, you, you, you brought a new kind of a new face from Freya that was that was gone for Aww. a while and because of your like your new things and you you wouldn't take no for an answer and you were like oh let's try this and let's try that when everybody was thinking well she's too hard to try new stuff or to change something or whatever and I was yeah. gone for it anyway and she 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 really reacted positively to it so I kept doing it and so I That's amazing. really saw a new face of Freya by the end yeah that was really and nice. I think That's actually something really interesting and really important in this field in general is that it doesn't really matter how new you are. 
your opinions and your suggestions are so valid because you never know what those suggestions are going to bring whether you're suggesting a new enrichment or a way to play with an animal just like you said you were new and you had new ideas that trainers who'd been there for decades just wouldn't have thought about and you gelled really well with Freya because of that well yeah it was not even new ideas it it could be something that was being used with the other ways but not with Freya and I was like well Mm. why not I'm gonna use it you know (laughs) it doesn't have to be generally like new you you don't have to reinvent something that is already working it just Mm -hmm. you know sometimes you get into the routine and everything and you don't you it's nice to see it from a different point of view like some new eyes so apart from Freya there was another will that was incredibly special to you there Yes. (laughs) Yes. And before you start talking about it, I've seen, I've been lucky enough to see a lot of, you know, human animal relationships with killer whales specifically, both at Laurel Park and at Marineland. And the relationship that these two had was just on another level. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I always said that he, so I, I met Moana when he was only a few month so in my first internship I got to do the observation on him so I was uh looking at him and seeing everything that uh like it was the so three months before and three months after a whale is born we make sure that we monitor everything with them Mm -hmm. like we monitor the mom three months before and three months after we monitor the baby and uh um, how much he's drinking and blah 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 and he was he was intern doing it most of the day and then they had to report to the to the killer whale team so yeah. when I started my very first internship that's what I did in the beginning um, so I was able to to see him and then throughout the all after like the next internship and the small contract that I got I was being able to see him interact a lot with Amy who was um, his main trainer yeah at the time and Amy was also my coach so I had the same days and her like I was spending a lot of time with her so I was spending Mm -hmm. a lot of time with Moana and Freya as well yeah uh, because she she would give me those opportunities and so I was lucky to see him grow up and how he was interacting with humans and I think that helped me a lot in understanding who he was and I also I think for your relationship you were growing as a killer whale trainer as he was just growing up and you did you feel there was an element of both of you kind of growing together there was something like that even though I I didn't like my very beginning I was not interesting that much with him I think I started interacting a lot with him when Amy left so like Mm -hmm. something between 2014-2015 so that helped me watching him grow without me having to be the trainer but just Mm -hmm. the observer because I could, I mean, you learn so much, but just everybody is, is um, like forgetting about that, but you, you learn so much, but just observing. So I think I really like got a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, obviously from 2015, I, I grew a lot with him. It was just, he was, he's a special character and mm-hmm. uh, I'm always kind of uh, joking around saying he has autism. <laughs> which I do believe he has. <laughs> Anyone who's worked with Moana or has watched him being worked, like, yeah, there's a reason we say he's a very special animal. <laughs> yeah, he's very special. But I mean, once you understand him, 
He just, yeah. that's kind of the thing, you know? And I think that's what happened between me and him. It's like, once you understand him and that he understand that you understand him and that you're going to like follow him and like you can get it, then mm-hmm. it's like fireworks. It yeah. just, because he's giving you so much because he knows that you're going to do the best for him. And he was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was about even though sometimes it was so disappointing because like you would plan that huge enrichment it's like oh my god he's gonna love it and he was freaking out because it was too much he was being overwhelmed it was just too much for him so those kind of change were too much and it was always hard to predict when it was going to be too much or not yeah and also yeah yeah and you know I personally never worked closely with Moana but just from watching um, the way that he was with trainers who had a good relationship with him and like you said, did understand him and did know how to predict him was so different compared to watching him with trainers who potentially didn't have as good of a relationship or who didn't quite gel as well with the way that he thought because you, you almost had to read his mind. Kind of. Yeah. You really have to read his mind and his mind was going to change every two minutes, but it's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's I think uh being having to interact with Freya a lot helped me as well because it was like you can kind of just say you're doing that and you're doing that. I mean no animals, but there is easier animals than easiest animals than others. Yeah. Uh, and Moana was not one of the no. easy ones, definitely. But I think it's like it's like with everything, you have to to giving into the relationship and to mm-hmm. understand the person in front of you. Yeah. the person the well the animal and uh, <laughs> you do you do kind of view them like as other like humans. as a person yeah, yeah I mean they're, they're, they're not humans but they're they're part of I mean I, I don't think you you have to have a human in front of you to have like a strong relationship you can yeah. have a strong, strong relationship with anything mm-hmm. um so I couldn't really explain why but I always felt connected to him and I always felt like it was easy for me to understand him mm-hmm there was some time where I was lost, but I mean, that happens to everyone, but it was, it was easy for me to know when it was okay, when it was not okay. And uh, when I could do stuff and not. And when you reach that point, that is like, he knows that. And also you have to, 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 he has to know that, that, or you might go crazy sometime and you might do unexpected things, mm-hmm. but then if he expects it from you, then he's going to react even more, you know? It's yeah. Not like it's he's a, gonna, it's a two-way yeah. street you have yeah. to know him but he also has to know you yeah yeah exactly and uh but it was definitely not an inuk or ko it's like oh yeah you can put a movie <laughs> in front and you yeah. can do whatever and yeah. yeah he's gonna i mean he's choosing whoever he wants to see or not and um it was it was a, a lot like for you yeah mm-hmm. but it made you a better trainer it did. I mean, I don't go for the easy way. I'm boring nope. with the easy way. And that's why I was so happy with Freya. I was like, yeah, it's give me, give me a challenge or mm-hmm. two or 10 at the same time. So mm-hmm. No problem. It's, uh, and it's so, it's also, it's what you get at the end. It's so much better. The relationship is yeah. so much better. Like it was, yeah, I, I could read his mind so much when I was, I mean, read his mind. It's probably a lot, but I could read him so much when I was around the pool it was it was easy at the end yeah 
I mean, I think you, your personality as well, you, you do enjoy a challenge. You do enjoy, you know, striving for the most that you possibly can. So, you know, for me, it was absolutely no surprise that you won best time, first time presenter at Imata. You know, that was just like, no brainer, of course. Of course she's going, of course she's going to win, obviously. Um, but what was it like for you to to present the research. So for those of you that don't know, Gwen presented the um, copy research that was done at Marineland. And most of you, I think, will, will know this research from the talking killer whale story that was kind of out there in the media. Um, but Gwen, do you want to just quickly explain like what, what that research was? Yeah, so it was, um, it was about seeing how the whales are learning from each other. So like how a baby is learning. Is it that he knows already or is learning by copying the behavior. Like you have different ways of learning in your, your behavior. It's, there's a lot of um, different ways, either like you already know something and you're just gonna reproduce or you can learn by watching somebody doing it and understanding what you get from it and then redoing it. And that, that is social learning. And so mm -hmm. the plan was to, understand how killer whales are passing on the information, like from the oldest one to uh, the babies, for example, in the groups. Um, so they're starting with behaviors to see how much they would copy behaviors, behavior they know, behavior they don't know. And then that research went so well that it's starting with sounds. And it was, in fact, kind of because of with or thanks to Moana, because he was yeah. the one producing a lot of sounds like he was really always like Amy was always playing a lot with him and he was producing so many sounds so when we saw that they were producing so many sounds the research went on again and trying to see um are they using that for for the communication as well you know like mm -hmm. are they reproducing the sounds that they hear and that was the whole part of the research and that's what they found out that they were actually capable of reproducing the same sound even if it was not a um, killer whale sound Mm -hmm. Even if it was like a human son, for example. So it's not like they're yeah. going to start talking. It just, we know now, how do they learn from each other in the wild? Yeah, and it was super interesting. And I think a lot of important facts that people might not fully understand about this research is how long it took to get to that point. Yeah, so the research was already going on when I started as an intern. And it was, he brought a lot of questions from me to to the killer whale team because it was like oh my god i have no clue what they're doing uh, so it was already going on in 2011 which means they had to start training the sd before so it went yeah imata was in 2018 yeah so it went for a while it went for a good like uh, five or six years yeah and, you know, I mean, training a, a complex behavior like that for animals to understand is difficult. Like even you said at the very beginning, when you first arrived, you were confused as to what was going on. Um, yeah. And it was different because it was not a behavior. It was a concept. So yeah. that is also something that is very, very different that you, you train. Yeah. But you presented it so incredibly well um, at Imata and really did the research justice. And from what everyone has heard up until now on, on this episode, you know, your career seems to have gone from strength to strength to strength. You know, when I was working there with you, you were senior trainer, you were very well respected. I, for one, found your advice invaluable, even though, you know, you can be annoying as hell sometimes, but I, I, was, I was not shy in telling you that, like, we're friends, like, it's fine. Um, 
but you were you were definitely a leader on the team and you always did your best by people so I think some people listening might be a little confused as to why you are no longer there yes that's that's not the best part of the story but it's a part of my life and Mm -hmm. it's uh something that taught me a, a lot as well so as good as it was with the ways and with some people in the team like I, I've met amazing friends I've met my husband in the team so I've met really wonderful people and the animals it was amazing but in the last four years uh, that I spent in the team I was living with a huge huge amount of stress and that stress just kept going on and on and on it was like it would not stop and it really took a lot of my life and um, the stress was coming from um, other people in the team that were putting a lot of pressure on me and uh, really like picking me on the team and mm-hmm. would not stop going at me. Mm-hmm. And um, when I decided to speak up, I didn't get the support of the company and I actually ended up being fired. Uh, actually, without being even able to see the ways for last time. So that was really hard considering how much work I put into it, how, like considering the relationship I had with the ways it yeah. was, the, the job was my dream. It was everything I said, like it was home. I'm walking around the pool, it, it was home. And, and it could still be, I mean, I could literally go back around the pool, put a wetsuit and I would feel like home. And yeah. uh, uh, it, it, is, it is hard to recover from that and to find something else. <laughs> yeah, so, Definitely. you know, when all of that, went down it was it was huge for for the team it was a huge loss you know losing you uh left a massive hole not only for the animals but but also for us um it's you know obviously a decision that I didn't agree with (laughs) um (laughs) if my opinion means anything um me neither (laughs) (laughs) but it's um it really highlights how how difficult it was for you, you know, you're saying the last four years that you worked there, the amount of stress um, that you had to deal with and, you know, toxic work environments are something that unfortunately can be quite prevalent in this field. But your story for me is, is almost converse because you were a senior trainer. And in most of these situations where people talk about toxic work environments, you know, it's for the most part, newer trainers who are not being heard properly or who are not being feeling like they're not being respected but it was genuinely shocking to watch someone like you said who had brought so much to the team who had such a fantastic relationship with with Moana and all of the other whales um not be listened to and and not feel validated um by you know the rest of the company and evidently end up being fired it was it was truly shocking yeah, it was. I mean, I, I was not, I was waiting to get my senior position, uh, but I had a lot of experience. If you look at the team, how was the team at that time? And, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, he happened. Somebody picked up on me from almost the beginning and mm-hmm. he went like worse and worse and worse by the year. And then it was mm-hmm. just a habit in the team to just uh, pick up on me and, it, it was, I discovered recently that it's most like a, a social thing than also being personal, which yeah. helped me a lot recover from it as well, mm-hmm. to not take it personally. But it was kind of a social thing as well. Like, like it would be any newbie coming into the team if you want to get 
uh, integrated into the team properly, uh, you had to go with the social thing that was going in the team. And the social thing on the team was to pick up on Gwen. And it was about it. Like I understood it not that long ago, talking with a, a coach about uh, psychology and burnout. This so is, it's, this is happens, also such very. It's sorry to interrupt you, but that is just such an example of you. Like you are one of the most self-aware people I have ever met <laughs> who is so, you know, you always strive to be the best that you can be. And you're so like, even just you being able to say that is so unbelievably forgiving um, for something that was undoubtedly the most difficult part of your life. And I watched you go through it and you know, at the time I was just in awe of you. I had no idea how you were even getting out of bed in the morning or, you know, and you just, I wouldn't, I don't, I'm not going to say that you met it positively because I think it's impossible to meet something like that positively, but you just somehow managed to find strength in yourself to just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I always try to see the best part of the story or to it's and it's all not always easy. I mean, it has been like a very unfair situation for me, really hard, and uh, it is it is still really hard. Even just talking about the ways, but you know, you have to to keep going forward, and you have yeah. to things happens in life. And uh, I do believe I'm a very strong believer that everything is happening for a reason. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I lost my job. I lost my dream job and nothing is going to come closer to that. But that's his life. And I'm like, I'm glad that I was able to live it. Like the relationship yeah. I had with Moana, nobody's going to take that from me and nobody's oh. going to have the kind of relationship I had with him. Mm -hmm. So that was my special thing. And I had it with Freya as well. I'm like, I'm so incredibly lucky that I was able to interact so much with Freya and that I got to have such a strong relationship with Moana. And he ended up badly and was really not in a fair way, mm -hmm. but he also brought me a lot on the other side. Yeah. Um, I mean, tell, so just I'm, tell people what you've, what you have managed to turn this into is insane. So, um yeah kind of so the decision after that was to not stay in France because my only reason to be in France was to work with Killaway so I was like I don't want to stay in France and uh I we actually spoke with um who now is my husband and we're like what are we going to do and we actually moved in the Caribbean so we're living in a small island of like 20,000 people in the Caribbean <laughs> named literally Bonaire. living the beach bum <laughs> scuba diving like sunshine amazing adventure life um yeah I'm I grow more jealous every day that I'm stuck here <laughs> in Dutch winter freezing my ass off yeah, it's, and you know, again, it's something like when, when we moved here, like it took a while for us to, to plan mm -hmm. the moving and everything. And once we moved here, I realized it was like, oh my God, when I was a kid, I dreamed of living on an island. I wanted to live on an island and I completely forgot about that dream. And it's also, it's a good lesson. It means, yeah, that dream with the killer was, was huge. And it was a huge part of my life and my identity and everything. But you have several dreams. You're allowed yes. to have several dreams. Absolutely. And you don't have to put them into an order or you don't have to put like this one is better or not. I was like, oh, my God, it was a dream when I was a kid uh, to live on an island. And now I, I live on an island. So 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, why not? And I thought I was the only one saying I'm never going to get married in my life. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. And I did get married. And I mean, w- that would have never happened if I didn't get fired. So in, in a way, I'm thankful for that, you know, yeah. that I get to experience different things in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And pursue other places. Dreams. Yeah. And pursue other dreams. Like it's doesn't mean it's easy every day. No. Uh, it never is. But uh, you, I mean, it showed me how we always say sh- life is short and it showed me actually how long your life is. And it's like, yeah. oh my God, you can spend 10 years on one dream and everything changed. And even if you didn't want it, well, maybe it's for the best in the end. And it's like, boom, you just go another dream. And yeah, it's- That's an amazing way amazing. of looking at it. It's an amazing way of looking at it, um, at your life and just thinking, okay, how many of my dreams can I make a reality with the time that yeah. I'm given? Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you did make that one reality, working with killer ways or just working with dolphins, it doesn't yeah. have to be killer ways, you know, because in my head at the beginning, it was always dolphins. If you can make that happen, you can make anything happen. Yeah. And you have. The probability of that happening. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, why, why would you dream small? You know, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going for big. I'm, I'm yeah. moving. I'm moving. I'm going to the Caribbean. I'm just doing something completely different. Well, tell everyone um, what you've decided to pursue now while you're in the Caribbean. So, so now I'm a yoga teacher. And I'm mm-hmm. pursuing to build up my own yoga school. Um, and it's it's very close in relationship with what I experienced because yoga came to my life in seventeen when I started experiencing a lot of stress. And uh, it was really for me a way to help me um, start my day better and not being focused on my stress and trying to improve uh, my day-to-day life and whatever goes with it. And it's, it just, I loved it. It just stuck with me. It, it became a huge part of my life. And when I was like, I mean, you pursue a dream, like being a trainer and you literally didn't study for anything else or didn't work in anything else. I mean, unless you work like a few little jobs, but that's not yeah. a career. Uh, you're like, what am I going to do in my life? Yeah. Literally, what am I going to do? And you're like, what am I good at? I'm good with animals. I'm good. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't exist. I mean, it's, I didn't want to go back into the field anyway. Yeah. Uh, and it was like so, it would have been so hard. Like it was not something that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. It's like, so what you am had I to pick do? something and completely different. I kind of have to pick something, but it also came to me. I was like, I love yoga so much. I'm a yoga teacher. I was like, I've seen how much he, like literally if I was able to resist for four years with what I was living every day the amount of stress I was living the amount of pressure I was living at work from other members of the team the the harassment that I was um having like the bullying that I faced yeah if I didn't have the thing the yoga that I put on in the morning and like all the personal development with it I I would not have stand for for years and I and think I, have, I know I know I would you not have been about, the person that I was after yeah yeah I know you talk about you know yoga being a big part in helping you with that and you are very big into personal development but I just want to say that you have a strength of character that I think was one of the major reasons that allowed you to keep pushing for so long when 
so many other people would have broken years earlier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It it was definitely something. You know, you you don't see your strength because you're you're living with your strength. So you're like, mm-hmm. well, that's normal, and everybody is like that. But then I realized I was like, yeah, I. I have a lot of strength and I was like, I did, I did withstand for really, really a long time, something that was not okay. It was not okay. I was living every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it was like, it doesn't matter which job, working with the computer or anything that would also, you, you quit way easier. And I had something, I had my relationship with Mona. I was like, I don't want to give that up. It was so much Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. You didn't want to leave everything. So what Mona was giving me and maybe also that's why I went like so into that relationship it's like whatever he was giving me every day um up to the end up to the the few months before the end was enough for me to be okay and then when I started I needed to take breaks from work like being off the afternoon or something because the morning was so hard Mm -hmm. then I understood it was like well that's not okay now because this is not enough it started so, to not yeah, be enough. It, yeah, it was it was a lot of strength. But yoga did help a lot and the whole everything that I read and everything. So it was kind of natural. I was like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And then I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna be a yoga teacher. I'm gonna study yoga. I really wanted to know more into it. And honestly, you are yeah. a very, very good yoga instructor because you even got me to do yoga. The most that in- is true. <laughs> inflexible, the most inflexible, uncoordinated unbalanced person <laughs> in the world but this is the whole point of yoga like if you get somebody in your class that is flexible and balanced and coordinated what do i have to teach true what what mm-hmm. am i going to bring you absolutely nothing i would rather mm-hmm. have somebody that's like oh my god like i don't know left and right and i'm not flexible i'm not flexible <laughs> i'm not like having my split on the floor and everything you don't mm-hmm. need to be flexible to do yoga you know but it's like you just need to start somewhere. If you like yoga, it's not like you have to do it, but mm-hmm. you, you, there is no requirement. And that's something that yeah. I like. And um, it, it went further. Like when I did my training, it went really further because I knew only the physical part of yoga, the thing that I was training for. And um, a little bit, not really the, the philosophy behind, but more everything that I read and learn about personal development I could feel that it was in line with yoga but I didn't know how yet and it was really throughout my trainings that was like oh my god everything is so linked everything that I was reading learning watching for I don't know maybe five or six years now was like everything is in line with the philosophy of yoga and it got me like literally going to my yoga teacher training I was like is it made for me? I remember sitting there the first day and I was like, it means I have to interact with people every day. Do I like that? It's like, because I always <laughs> said, well, I become a, a trainer. I became a trainer because I don't like people. Yeah. I'm not a people person. Yeah. And then I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I really remember, like, I have no clue if I want to teach or what's mm-hmm. the thing. I was like, oh, I got, like, I remember the first day freaking out. And then we started talking about philosophy and everything outside of just the physical part of yoga. And I felt everything falling into, into place. Like the relationship with nature, the respect for animals, the relationship with your body and the the positivity that you bring in your life every day. I was like, Oh my God, it is, it's amazing. Even just hearing you talk about it, I can, I can hear the passion um, that's in your voice 
So you went from your training and you became a yoga instructor. Uh, Tell our listeners a little bit about if they want to join you in yoga. I mean, they don't need to live. (laughs) Do they need to live in the Caribbean (laughs) to join you? (laughs) They don't need to. I mean, they can. I do teach in the Caribbean and you can enjoy like pretty good weather, especially if you're living somewhere in Europe now. Mm -hmm. Um, I would really advise you to join us here. Um, so I am, I am uh, both, uh, teaching online and, and online, I really developed a program that is something that I wish I had when I had a lot of uh, problems at work, that is really to help you lower your stress and see how you can deal with everything every day. And it's not just the physical practice of you guys, like how to, breathe in a better way and how to think in a better way and how mm-hmm. to see the positive part of almost everything I mean I, I, I've read books of people having cancer and seeing the positive part of it you know and wow. it's life you have to see positive in everything if not you just get depressed in your bed mm-hmm. so so the program is really to 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 teach you how to practice yoga but not just yoga, but first how to, I mean, how to practice Hatha yoga and the physical part of Hatha yoga and the breathing and really how to, for you to experience the amount of benefits that you're going to get in your body. Like I've seen Mm -hmm. people practicing with me for 20 minutes, literally 20 minutes. And they're like, oh my God, the neck pain that I had for a few weeks, it's gone. Or like doing 25 minutes before bed with me. And the next morning they're like, wow. I dreamed instead of having nightmare and I slept so good and deep and I actually woke up energized before my alarm that didn't Mm -hmm. happen for months, you know? So the good thing is like the benefits, the first benefits you're going to get are so fast to get like literally 20 minutes. And then you realize if you get that much benefits in 20 minutes, can you imagine how much you get if you do 60 minutes a week? And then so if people like 10 minutes a day, it's yeah. So if people want to join you or or want to book online yoga classes with you, how, how can they do that? Okay, so the online program is on six to eight weeks. If you're a beginner, it's on six weeks, and I'm following you all throughout those six weeks. So every so now the next program is going to start the 14th of March, and we're going to start for six weeks together. And one lesson a week so for one time a week we all get together for 60 minutes and I'm teaching you how to practice hatha yoga because there's a lot to learn so like you have to really take your time I mean it's like teaching a killer way you know you can just hey that's the behavior <laughs> do it yeah. now you'd have to do it step by step so exactly we do it step by step and uh, you also join a Facebook group, a private Facebook group where you have small videos so if you already want to use the yoga practice in your day-to-day life, like when you wake up or when you're not feeling good during the day or before going to bed so you can have a good night's sleep, you actually have those videos as well. And you have like support and help from me throughout the week. So anytime you have question or you're like, yeah, I'm feeling like this, like that, what can I do to help that? Um, that's what I'm doing. And throughout that program, you're also going to learn to listen to your body and to understand what is good for you, what is not good for you. And that's going to improve your life in such a level that you cannot even imagine in the beginning. You know, it's wow. not just like you're doing sport for 60 minutes. It's bringing 
positivity and it's like literally changing the vision that you have of your life and like bringing gratitude and things like that like it's really changing like it changed me so much like developing compassion for people and being nice to everybody like it's it's really a lot that can bring so that's really something like I want to help people to live their best life yeah this this definitely and I'm using yoga with that it definitely sounds like you know I think a lot of people if you say oh online yoga classes they're like oh it's just like a little workout but this is so much more than that. It's more than just exercising for an hour. It's something that's going to benefit you in, in all aspects of your life. Yeah. So can you yeah, share, uh, share where people can find you? Okay. So you can find me on Instagram. It's on uh, zestforlife.yoga. You can have all the other things in the content of the podcast. Obviously, I'm going to give you all the links. You can find <laughs> me on Instagram and yes. on Facebook on zestforlifeyoga. And you can find me on my website as well. That all the links are going to go. And Fantastic. Um, if you're already familiar with Hatha, the, the main program is also six weeks and two weeks uh, with replay. Like you can rewatch all the videos after each lesson. So you can also practice more if you want to practice more. And the, this one is starting in March, the 1st of March. So Fantastic. it's really like... And it really, it really adapts to you. Like if you don't want to get involved so much, you don't have to. If you want to do just a, the lesson every week and that's it, you, you also can. It's really like trying to find what is good for you. But I do believe that um, bringing more clarity in your life every day and bringing more focus and being more relaxed and calm, that is going to help each of you to make the best decision for your life. Yeah. To not stay stuck in 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 a situation that you don't like, in yeah. something that is not good for you, you know. And usually we just go on and on and on each day, and just you know we just like live through the day, like okay, that's what I have to do when I'm doing it, and I'm going to bed, and I'm waking up, and I start over. And by the time you look at it, it's like six months are passed, and you didn't yeah. move forward with your goals or with your dream and stuff like this. And bringing yoga in your life. I do believe that it helps you with that because the clarity, the concentration, the focus that you gain every day and every week, it helps you like take a step back from your life and be like, what's important for me? Is that important for me? No. So I don't put energy in it. Is that important for me? Yes, because that's part of my dream. That's part of my goal. So I'm going to put energy in it. Yeah. Well, you guys heard it here. You heard it from Gwen herself. If you guys want to sign up, you can go. I will share all of her links, all of her socials, and you have plenty of time uh, to sign up for the next course. Um, but thank you so much, Gwen, for coming on this podcast with me. It was so just nice a, to talk to you. Yeah, it was really nice. I just want to have a precision for now. The whole yoga online is in French for now. Uh, there will be a uh, English program coming out soon so you can still sign up um, and have all the information but for now it's in French and the English is coming soon or you get two for the price of one you learn some yoga and you also learn some French I mean, I know yeah, it's probably more compl- it's probably too complicated, but <laughs> for sure. Well, it, is, it is a bit difficult to, yeah. to mix both. <laughs> Not for beginners, but thank you so much. You know, obviously we talk anyway, but it's always nice to hear from you. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Like it was a really <laughs> a pleasure to just go back into the whale yeah. world for 
a bit of a time and I wish you a lot a lot a lot of success with that podcast oh, uh, I love you. the title I mean it Yay. just it relates so much to me as well so yes definitely oh this one. I know talking about the whales with you it just has me missing missing it so much missing being around the pool with you but if yeah, you guys it's it's true yeah if you guys want it, more information memories. yeah very good memories very good memories so thank you so much for being here you're very welcome thank you if you guys want some more information about how to become a killer real trainer specifically then my book i still believe is available on amazon if you wish to inquire about personalized coaching sessions then you can sign up via my website at hazelmcbride.nl thank you all so much for listening as well as all of that if you want some yoga you know where to find it and if you have enjoyed then please don't forget to like rate and subscribe sharing on social media is always a bonus and i will catch you guys next week <laughs>